friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. Joel Embiid makes Sixers history, dropping 70 points in a win against Wemby and the Spurs. Embiid continues to put up numbers well, surpassing last year's MVP season. Will he play enough games to repeat? The Sixers now have won six straight games. Is the team good enough to stand pat at the deadline, or will Daryl still make some moves? The Eagles begin their offseason overhaul, announcing the dismissals of Brian Johnson, Sean Desai, and Matt Patricia. Nick Sirianni stays on as head coach, but what exactly will he be doing? Vic Fangio is parted ways with the Dolphins and is the heavy favorite to take over as the Eagles' defensive coordinator. A long list of names have been proposed for OC, including Jared Johnson and Cliff Kingsbury. Who's the best to take the Eagles' struggling offense to a new level? The Flyers find themselves in a state of turmoil, having lost their three straight games. Owen Tippett has been placed on the IR with a lower body injury. Carter Hart has taken a leave of absence and appears likely to be implicated in the looming Team Canada scandal. Where does the orange and black go from here? Reese Hoskins has officially played his final game as a Philly. The longtime first baseman has signed a two-year deal with the Milwaukee Brewers. All that and more going up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Nice little Wednesday here. A little foggy Wednesday, um, but not bad. Week's going pretty decently. Had a little chicken tikka masala tonight for dinner. Got my belly a little rumbling here before the pod, but <laughs> we're <laughs> we're back on track. <laughs> Had some some chicken ting, some tinga tinga tacos. Hell yeah! Made yeah. a big batch of that last night. I'm gonna be probably eating that all week. Fuck yeah, I yeah. made shrimp tacos on Monday. Nice. Uh, pan seared them. They had a nice little crisp to them. Made some guac. We're talking. I uh, used my food processor, man, because I didn't feel like dealing with dicing the onions into the ma- the tomatoes. Yeah. So I used the food processor to do that. Game changer. Hell yeah. Makes it so much easier, man. Yeah. I never used it for that before. You don't got to cry and cut the onion nope. and all that it shit. It takes way less mm-hmm. time. I was like, damn. I've had a food processor for years. Yeah. But I bought my sister one for Christmas, and I asked her what she used it on. Like, I went over there last week, a couple weeks ago, and asked her what she used it on. And she said she used it to dice all her produce. Hell yeah. So then I'm like, I should do that. It made making the tacos oh, man. so much less. Doing like, all that little chopping up. It took way less time. I was blown away. But the tacos were banging. Good to hear that we're all eating good in the neighborhood here. Yeah. Hey, man. Gotta eat good. Gotta eat healthy. Big time. Well, what, what, what's that they say? You are what you eat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you gotta eat healthy. My goal in life is not to be rich or wealthy. Shout out Dead Press, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but nah. Hell yeah. Things are good over here. I'm back from MAGFest. Um, I think probably day ones and OGs that know me know what MAGFest is. Stands for the Music and Gaming Festival, if you will. Um, it's, it's not like a, not MAGAFest. <laughs> yo, but I t- I'll tell you what. It's that's right a, that's out- getting dangerously close to it. It was in D.C. this it's year, It's right too. outside D.C. and... Um, the hotel, the convention center it's at is where CPAC has been in the past. Oh, really? oh, yeah. So in the Borat movie, you remember the Borat movie, uh, right? Right, yeah, So yeah. They, they walk into that convention center, they walk into, like, the main room, and I'm like, damn, I played my, I played on that stage before. <laughs> it was <laughs> wild. But yeah, so, yeah. got some stories, some interesting stories, right? Hell yeah. So, um, first and foremost, talking about eating good, doing your thing. You know your boy brother's crockpot down there. Nice. Brought five pounds of chicken. Damn. We're talking some barbecue sauce. Did you put up in the room? In the Hell yeah, I cooked nice. in the room. I, I oh, made yeah. five pounds of pulled barbecue chicken. Damn. 
brought some slaw. We were eating good, right? Real good. Yeah, so we had a room, a party in our hotel room on Friday. And um, so we're chilling. This dude shows up. He's like, I got this danger juice. I'm like, danger <laughs> juice? What the hell is that? So he explains it to me. He actually explained it to me Thursday, but I didn't t- eat it, drink it, whatever, till Friday. So danger juice is, right? It's this 160-proof liquor that uh, has weed distilled in it. What? So, like, the, the THC content is super high because of the alcohol, right? So, I do, like, I do a swig of this Danger Juice Friday, and I was high for, like, 14 hours. Holy shit. It was wild. It was, was it, like, a good high? Was it, like, a paranoid it was, high? It was a good high. It was a good high. Damn. But it was wild. And it was 160 proof, too? Yeah. <whistles> so, like. Interesting. What, yeah, what ended up happening, right, is I get really high. We're having this party in our room. And um, this dude shows up dressed as Santa, or he's like, here's, we're having a party. Dude shows up dressed as Santa with a big sack, right? (laughs) (laughs) So we let him in, like, okay, it's Santa. You're not going to, like, be disrespectful to Santa, right? Suspiciously late in the year, but we'll let it slide. At least he still had a bag of gifts, (laughs) It gets more sus, though. So he shows up, right? And at first he's kind of cool or whatever. Then he starts, like giving people gifts out of his sack. And most of the things that he had were butt plugs. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, like, I'm sitting here, like, I can't comprehend what is going on because of the danger juice. And no one knows this guy. No, no one knows this guy. Some <laughs> random guy just shows up dressed as Santa with a big bag just full of butt plugs. He starts... <laughs> was he looking for CPAC? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this is the same he, normal he, crowd he that usually like, likes this shit. Yeah, I thought this was the CPAC after party. <laughs> He, he, he got kind of creepy and weird like a CPAC guy would have been. He started, like, my one guy friend Steve was sitting there on the bed just, like, minding his own business, just having a good time. This guy's like, puts his hand up, like, up his leg almost to his crotch. Steve's like, hold on, man, I don't roll like that. Nah. So then this guy starts trying to hit on other people and trying to flirt with other people. Our one friend Paige... He, like, slaps her ass. We're like, no, you got to go, dude. What the fuck? So, like, we tell him, like, to get a grip. This isn't that kind of party. And he leaves. <laughs> With and his butt plugs or did he yeah, leave the butt well, plugs? Well, we cleaned him out. Oh. Damn. Yeah. There, 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 <laughs> were, was, there was, like, 20 people in the room. Were you guys all plugging or no? Uh, we were doing different <laughs> things. Some people were wearing them on their fingers. Paige wore it on her head like a unicorn. She had a welt on her head, for, a hickey on her head for, like, three days from the butt plug. It was funny. But, um... So then he tries to come back. In the no. different the same, disguise or no, same disguise? the same <laughs> night. He came back as the Easter Bunny this time? <laughs> no, the same night he tries to come back. We're just like, no. So I think he kind of got the picture till we seen him the next night. And he's like, hey, I'll come party. And we just kept it moving. We're like, nah, this guy is a weirdo. Damn, was he still, was he in the Santa yes. outfit the whole time? <laughs> like bad Santa then. Yeah, he, he was the but worst like Santa, bad Santa. The worst Santa I have ever met. And I've met some pretty bad Santas. That is hysterical. So, yeah, if you're ever wandering around at a hotel, do not let any random Santas in your room. They may come with butt plugs, <laughs> but they may come with some suspect ideas and, and beliefs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Right. Yeah. The saying goes. Yeah, that Santa was on some other shit. <laughs> but uh, the other story I got, this was wild, too. This one's not nearly as vulgar. This was pretty fun, though. So uh, it's Saturday night. The The festival ends Sunday, right? And um, Saturday night rolls around, and it's party time, right? It's probably like 3.30, mm-hmm. 4 o'clock in the morning. We're all 
hanging out, having a good time, doing our thing. And someone gets an invite to a room on the top floor of the hotel, which is where this giant, magnificent suite is, right? Hell yeah. So we're like, okay, yeah, we got to go. Like, you can look down and see the atrium mm-hmm. of the entire, like, indoor hotel, which is pretty pretty majestic. Damn. So we go to this. It's called the presidential suite. And we walk in, and there's a goddamn bounce house in the room. What? Like <laughs> yeah. a full-on bounce house? Not like you would see at... But like one that has like a, like a little... I've seen like mini yeah, ones. Kinda. Yeah, like one you might see at like a daycare, yeah, right? Yeah. It was probably like seven feet tall by Damn. nine feet wide by nine feet long. Just in the hotel room, and people are bouncing around in the bounce house at like 5 a.m. Holy shit. It was wild, man. We got to get a bounce house. That shit's awesome. People jumping up and down are like, wait a second. I'd recognize that butt plug. Damn. Yeah. I mean, there weren't any butt plugs in the bounce house. There, there might, I didn't see any. But yeah, some interesting times Hell down yeah. there at MAGFest. Well, I'm glad you had a great time. It sounds very eventful from the chicken to the Santa to the bounce house. But yeah. damn, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you had a great time. Yeah, we covered everything. We covered eating well. We covered sex. And we covered just having fun in a bounce house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All of the above. The Holy Trinity. The three main staples in life, honestly. But, yeah, so that, that's what I've been up to. I heard y'all got several inches of snow. Trevor, did you shovel this time? I tried to, and then the shovel just broke, like, instantly. <laughs> you got to get a like, shovel. It was, like, old plastic. Yeah. It was Damn. just one that was just sitting in the back of our basement. And, like, I don't know how old it is. It's just, like, one of those things that just was sitting Was it in for here. shoveling sand at the beach? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, like one of the little wooden handles yeah, of the plastic. Yeah, it's for sandcastles, yeah. not for ice. Uh you might be on to something there. <laughs> but, but yeah. It's a little handheld one, you said. But, like, yeah, I went out and tried to, because there was a little tiny, like, kind of layer of ice that needed to be broken up, and I tried to dig into it, and it just, like, cracked right away. And then I was, oh like, my God. threw it in the recycling. I was like, well, I tried everybody. Like, Sorry. Well, I guess the best I got. I guess my landlord is just going to have to take care of this. Damn. Which they did. It was, like, by the next morning, it was all cleaned up, but. We got our shit handled know, pretty quickly. I'm, I'm like, Ain't all about the snow. I don't let that shit linger. I ain't trying to really slip. Some might say like you that. need a butt plug from Santa. Honestly, I did eat shit on the way home on like last. Uh, I guess this was like last Thursday. Like walking down 10th Street, and there was this one area where it was just like I don't know, no one lives there or something. <laughs> it was just like complete <laughs> ice, and I just yeah totally slipped and ate Damn. shit. I was worried that like my comp- my work laptop was gonna be fucked up. So oh. I like laying on my back, but it was okay. like a little turtle. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> No, it didn't fall, thankfully. We were pretty good getting that shit out, but other than that, it was all right. Just cold. Real fucking cold. Yeah, it was frigid. Right off the Potomac River, man. I was cold. The video was nice, though. You sent off the river, and I was Oh, yeah, with the Ferris wheel in the background in the snow. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was, like I said, man, it was a great time walking through the snow. I think I mentioned this last week, top-tier activity. I was so glad to do it down there, Mm -hmm. right off the river, seeing the Ferris wheel. I got a hoagie while I was down there, too. Nice. They got a primo hoagie down there. How was it? It was banging. I got uh, an all Diablo with the the roast beef and the Mm -hmm. turkey. Mm. Okay. Now we're talking. Good eating right there again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotta eat well. But uh, anyway, I guess I got to drink well, too, I suppose, for uh, my bet last week. Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni is, here is to officially say. back. He's here. So yeah. yeah, let me pour pour myself two shots. Despite Man of my what word. Everybody wants to see, he is back. <laughs> is that what we really want to see, though? 
I mean, well, that's what two out of three. Well, maybe not. I don't wanted know if to we see, wanted to see, but you all said it was going to happen. I said I wouldn't mind seeing it if he cleared house, and it seems as though that's what's happening. So yeah, I'm feeling well, better about yeah, that. It's, it's not weird. just staying. Yeah, it's weird because that was kind of my thing. Was uh, you know, if he finds another person to implement you their offense and kind of take, take charge of the team. offense, yeah. then I'm okay with that. But now that that seems to be what's happening. I'm kind of coming back to, well, what's the point of him being here if he's not coaching the defense, not coaching the offense? And they had that press conference today, and they someone pretty much asked him, what is your role going to be? And he's like, I'm the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> and, it was just, and he just kind of rambled along a lot about, uh, you know, per- culture. Percentages. And, uh, you know, he said, uh, I think he said, like, I might sit in on more defensive meetings now because I didn't do that before. And. I don't know, man. It just seems like a weird. Uh, I mean, I hope it works. I mean, if I feel like if they do have two good coordinators, it should be okay. But it just seems like an, a, a strange uh, arrangement. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, I'm not happy or mad that he's here or not here. I think that our biggest gripe was with the coordinators that we've seen because we didn't think that he was doing a whole lot. Um, last year went unnoticed because he was doing so well, but. The one thing I did like about the press conference was that he did mention his like immaturity, which was good because we all talked yeah. about that mm-hmm. the last you know pretty much all year. Um, and I think that we're in an age now where like the media is so involved in everyday life of the coach, like whether who's coaching what, who's making the plays. We're like, I'd be hard pressed to believe that like when Andy Reid was first hired here in '99, that like he was calling every single thing. And you look at that defense. With oh, Jim, I, don't, I highly doubt that. But like yeah. you look at the defense with Jim Johnson, like I doubt he was involved in that. And like that was a big piece of like you know, okay, we have a defensive coach and the head coach and offense. Andy kind of took over. Where, you know, Nick Sirianni still getting his legs under him. He wasn't really an OC for that long. He was a wide receivers coach. He doesn't have a lot of tenure at coaching. So, I'm. One of the reasons why we liked him in the beginning was that he was honest and is very, you know, says what he what he feels a lot, mm-hmm. which makes him sound like an idiot sometimes. But you respect him for that, too, because he doesn't hide anything that way or give you bullshit. He gives you his honest self, which is what it is. Um, so I think this year is a big learning curve. I think this past season was a big learning curve for him. And I'm hoping that Laurie and Howie saw that in him. And we're like, all right, well, he's making the right adjustments in a way. Unfortunately, the only way to find out if it works out or not is if they play well this year um, and the offense is explosive. But they mentioned that it was stagnant, and he mentioned that too. And, you know, like how he said, if they had a time machine, they would go back to when they beat the Bills and reset after that game, and it is what it is. So I think that all we can do is move forward, and I hope that, you know, they just learn from those mistakes in the past season. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, – well, hold on. Before I get this thought, mm. so – I think Pat and I made this bet off the pod, but at some point towards the beginning of the Eagles season, we bet a bottle of whiskey that Jalen Carter would not end up with five sacks. I said he would not. Pat said he would. He ended up with exactly five. He got the fifth against Seattle and then did knock it anymore. <laughs> did nothing. Yeah, yeah damn. So, snuck in there. I mean, there was one thing that worked out for the Eagles this season. It's that packets is bottle of whiskey. Thank you very much, sir. I think he will do a shot of with me. Jameson, I will do a shot with you. I didn't break the seal on that one yet. That's all right. Then I got to remember what my Sirianni nice. thought was, so I got it written down here. Beautiful. I will partake in one of your two shots that you have to do, but I will not yeah. be doing two. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. I'll do one at the, the beginning of the Eagles segment and one at the end. 
All right. Woo. So, yeah, my Sirianni thought is that I do think that he's going to be on a short leash this year. I think that uh, just given the way that last year ended, that it took this meeting for him to be able to even convince them to bring him back means that the jury's out on him to an extent, right? Big time. Yeah. He's under a microscope. Yeah. So, as far as bringing in these coordinators, I think Vic Fangio has some head coaching experience. It'll kind of help Sirianni along and help him in that regard. I don't think Vic Fangio wants to be a head coach anymore. He's 65 years old. Yeah. Just wants to be close to home at this point. But, um, yeah, Vic Fangio will probably help Sirianni in that regard as far as, like, game management stuff. Just yeah. culture guy, things like yep. that. And then uh, as far as the offensive coordinator goes, I mean, they've interviewed Cliff Kingsbury so far, who I'm not crazy about. Uh, yeah, I don't – I mean, I – I'm up in the air about him. I mean, I think that the the door is wide open. I mean, I don't. I think that the defensive coordinator position was a lot more <clears throat> is a lot more important to fill with a good person than the OC is, just because Brian Johnson again to like the immaturity part, like doesn't have a lot of experience with this shit. And like we have the tools, like you have a you're sitting on a Ferrari, like you don't need to be a fucking groundbreaking coordinator to be able to coach this offense into a good team. Like any of us. If you've played Madden for long enough, you could probably put together a decent game plan with these players if you get Swift back or a good running back back I as well. I dare say we could have put together a better game plan, you and me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that... Just you know, slant RPO. Right. right. Like, you don't need a moron in there. Or, like, some ground... Like, Cliff Clinsbury, I think, was a great guy. He's just He was with uh, USC, too, with uh, Caleb Williams this last season. So, you know, he's a young, promising coordinator. I think he needs some time to come back to reality in the NFL. I don't know if we're the team to do it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my, my reservation with him is that he, from what I understand, he basically runs a very similar offense to what we were doing yeah. before. It's very college-y. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, really shotgun heavy. And yeah, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if I really want to retread. I Need think something a little more fresh. I don't know if his name's been floated around yet because I don't know uh, if Washington's made a decision yet, but the enemy would be an He's, interesting I name. I have him written down. Oh, yeah. I totally, I have him written down. Yeah, I think that he kind of got – dealt a very shitty hand in Washington. I mean, that team was just destined to be a dumpster fire anyway. So I think that you give him his little creative mind and his tenure in the NFL as a respected coach. Uh, you know, he has a long tenure for playing hard de- uh, practice as well. I mean, KC always had good uh, practices and shit like that too and is a good offensive mind. A lot of time under Andy Reid, which is never a bad thing for an explosive offense or at least a West Coast style, which usually favors how the defensive or the Eagles' offensive uh, players usually operate. Yeah, I would like him. Frank Reich, I think, is a name that should be you know looked at and interviewed at least. You know, kick the rocks on, see what he's see what he's up to. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, I want more tenure as an OC than I want a creative mind. I think if you want to have that creative mind, you got Sirianni. Whatever he does, do he gives you that young, kind of sporadic energy. You want someone that's a more centered guy to be your OC, I think, at this point. You tried Brian Johnson out to test out a young buck as well, and it yeah. didn't work out. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right, is you need someone that has some experience, which is why the enemy is so high on my list. He has experience running the offense in KC. You look at what the offense in KC did this mm-hmm. year without him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have any stud receivers, but they didn't really have any last year, and they right. were a lot better last year. I mean, yeah, for a lot of his tenure there, they had Tyreek Hill, but – there were years where he had a slightly above average yeah. wide receivers 
slightly above average running backs, and he still made that offense top three in the league. I get it. It's Andy Reid. It's Patrick Mahomes. But the enemy clearly had its say in the way that they ran things. Even Washington, not for nothing. I know they were bad this year. Offensively, they were better than they had been in the last couple years. With the cards he got dealt there, you know, Sam Howell. Yeah, I mean, imagine mediocre goes, offensive line. Curtis Samuel. Yeah. I mean, you had Terry guys McLaurin's are, pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. But you had like you know, and it's if, no AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, exactly. this O line, DeAndre Swift, healthy right? Goddard. Like you got a great O line, and I think that that would be a good name. And honestly, he should be a hot target for anybody that's looking for an OC. I think every team, just about or twenty two teams, are looking for an OC. So it's a it's a weird phase in the NFL where that's kind of a revolving door. Where before it was like if you went to the Super Bowl, you get gutted. Now it's like. Pff, if you sniff the playoffs, you get gutted. Like as yeah. long as you have a good, a good season on offense, you lose your coordinators right away. Um, but I think if they want to go with ingenuity, they go with a younger guy. If they want to go with stability and building a team that's going to be a perennial deep run playoff team, you have to get guys that are already established from that point of that perspective. Yeah, like a Frank Reich who's been in the league for a while, like a Bienemy who's been here for a while. Um, you know, but. The jury's kind of out. I don't really know which way they go. I'm glad they didn't go. I know that um, what's it called? Who was getting kicked around from Washington? Who's their Who was their head coach? I just got like oh, oh Ron Rivera. He was getting like See, potential I ties. Have, I, I was have, actually talking myself with him for DC, but now that Fangio's available, it's like okay, he's yeah, the obvious guy. I was te- I was tepid on that just because I feel like I don't know. I feel like when you get a guy that was just recently out of a head coaching job, there could be a sense of turmoil there with uh, letting go of the reins. And I know that he has ties with Philly. I would like him as a positional coach if we ever did draft a fucking good linebacker or had a linebacker core. He would be great to go back to that, I think, would be great. Or like a run defensive coordinator with Vangio would be great. Um, but I don't want him to be the main shot caller on defense. I think Vic Vangio was a way uh, better defensive-minded coach that way. Right, yeah. I mean, given the choice between the two, I'm yeah. taking Vic Vangio. His, off, or his defense, rather, is it's what everyone tries to emulate in the NFL, but yeah. no one can do it as well as him. Yep, they were top, a, top two in, in sack percentage this year. They were really good till a dude started getting hurt. They were tied for second place in sack percentage. We were twenty fourth mm-hmm. compared to being you know top or top I two mean, again last year. Think so. about all these guys that try to run his defense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had one in Sean Desai. Yep, Brandon Staley. Um, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Oh, Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Gaines. Like, all these guys try to run his defense, but they just don't do as well as him because he's the one that created it. I do think that teams are starting to catch up yep. to that defensive scheme a little bit, but, I mean, he's the OG. He'll adjust. And um, and he's been around the block. He's played – he's coached good teams. He's coached bad teams yeah. in a good division. Yeah, I mean, you know? he's co- he coached the Bears for a while when yeah. they weren't any good. He coached the Niners, the NFC Championship yep. game back in the early 2010s. My man knows his stuff, and he'll adjust as needed. And plus, man, he's from – well, he's not from here. He's from East Stroudsburg, which is in the Poconos. But this is kind of like a homecoming for him. He's a huge Big Phillies time. fan. He doesn't want to let the city down. He helped down, us dude. out in the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, yeah. so there's tie- – Yeah, the connection's he, been there the whole time. We I think love he's him. He pretty much us. as good as go to come back here in Philly. Uh, the biggest – honestly, the biggest key is going to be who's going to be the OC. And that's – you know, that is the biggest question because that really funnels the rest of the offense and the team's – future really because the defense they got a lot to work on just from a personnel perspective uh they got older you're going to lose either cox or graham or both or whoever is going to get out of there hopefully bradbury but the offense you have (laughs) you could put up 35 40 points a game if you had the right tools for it 
yeah, the offense is ready made for success. So I guess one of the interesting things I was thinking about the O coordinator thing is, um, you know, Hertz has basically grown up with Brian Johnson. Yeah. Do you think he feels some type of way about Brian Johnson being let go? Uh, I mean, it's it seems like kind of I don't know. I mean, do you think if if Hertz was really adamant about keeping him, then maybe he'd still be here? I think that uh, maybe yeah. I think the fucking bird needs to fly out of the nest. I think that he. Uh, What's that supposed to mean? I think that. To be a grown ass man in the NFL, you're like, oh, I, you know, I have an attachment to this guy. You know, he was your quarterback coach, okay, got you the MVP caliber quarterback coach. I think that there's a certain point where like, you never hear of like the Brady's and the fucking Peyton Manning's and the Joe Montana's of the world. They're like, wow, I really wanted my offensive coordinator to still be here ten years. Like, it's not you. You know, you get to the point where you're the guy, you're the quarterback, you're supposed to be the guy that's calling the shots when you need to. And having a great understanding of the offensive scheme and reading defenses, you know, I think that Brian Johnson, and you could see the regression in Hurts, whether it was his knee not being fully healthy or just the offensive game plan not being good, that wasn't a good relationship. And I think that they both needed to separate where Brian Johnson might be a phenomenal quarterback coach because he can focus on you, my main guy, boom, that's it. Mm -hmm. What you need to do to get you prepared, that's good to go. When he had to deal with the whole other 11 guys on the field or whatever, 10 guys on the field, he clearly was like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. And you couldn't do it. And I think that some separation is good. You know, Brian Johnson might not even land anywhere. He may. I mean, he probably will. But if he doesn't, bring him back as in a year or so as an advisor for whatever. But I think that this is a good – it's growth for Hertz. You know, he needs to be able to adapt – learn some more new schemes or whatever it is that he's got to do. But I, I I don't think that there's any rift in that. And I think that if Hurts does say anything about it, he's got no proof in the pudding to really stand on that because the last seven games, they were fucking stale as a brick. Yeah, yeah those are very good points. At first, I was kind of thinking, yeah, maybe Hurts, because Hurts already kind of seemed sheepish on Sirianni at the end of the year when he's like, yeah, I didn't know he was going somewhere. And then... They asked him if he wanted him back or if he had confidence. He said he had confidence in everyone. He didn't directly yeah. embrace him. But, um, yeah, after that, I'm just thinking, you know, the Brian Johnson thing, maybe it isn't a big deal. I think you've kind of swung me in terms of not caring about it so much because, yeah, they did. They have had this relationship since they were kids, since Hertz was a kid. But at the same time, have to understand the NFL is a business. If you don't produce, you get fired. You get like, oh, you, get, you go somewhere else. And the other thing that I was thinking is um, you think back to that Seattle game that we, we complained about yeah. where Hertz was saying – or A.J. Brown saying, yeah, we checked into a play different from the play call. Yep, That's Hertz essentially saying to Brian Johnson, this is a bad play call. I don't like it. And he did that a couple other times this year. Now, I remember at the end of the season, the, the reporters asked Hertz about it, and he's like, yeah, there were a lot of times that I would check out of plays. He, he famously said – you don't know what you don't know yeah. to the reporters. <laughs> so he probably did it a lot more and was yeah. just playing it coy, just saying, yeah, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know how much I did this. I think he probably did it a lot because he was losing faith in Brian Johnson as a play caller. So right. are they still probably going to be friends? Yeah, I'm sure they will be. But at about? the same time, the NFL is a businessman. If you don't produce, you got to get the hell out. You know, and they didn't produce at all. So, you know, you put up a touchdown in a playoff game. Yeah, nine Barely. points. I mean, they, I mean, it was just pathetic, you know. And so I, 
you know, I, their relationship, I'm sure, is going to be fine off the field. I'm not, I don't, I, also, I don't really care about that if they're friends or not. It doesn't, it fucking doesn't matter to me at all if they're friends or not or family friends. Yeah. If I could give a right. shit about that. Uh, you're paying a man $280 million a year to throw the football around. And there was a clearer rift. And, he, you know, he had another, th- another press conference where hers was, you know, a report came out where they weren't seeing eye to eye for that whole last leg of the season. And it showed. Because yeah. the offense just couldn't do anything. And by the time you get to play, and you got, what, 10 seconds to call an audible? Ain't nobody doing that shit. Yeah. It was yeah. bad. And ultimately, if there's any kind of disconnect there, as the organizationally, you have to err on the side of your franchise quarterback, not a expendable coordinator. Yeah, you're paying exactly. him a lot more. Your future's tied to him a like, lot yeah, more. Yeah, even if you do believe in the guy, it's like, well, you know. And it's if, not a. If it doesn't a, work with Hertz, then it's not working. It's not a tenured OC either. It's a former right. quarterback coach, which no knock on quarterback coaches, but like, you know, Hertz is the one out there playing and manipulating the field and being the guy. If your OC is lacking like that, then yeah, he's got to go, and that's okay. I think it's it's totally fine, but it's a great opportunity to help get Hertz back to the MVP caliber that we know he can be with great leadership with a guy that isn't going to be emotional or be like, Oh, Hey, man. like, you know, you want a guy that treats him like a pro athlete, like a grown up, like a grown man, like, mm-hmm. you know, cut and dry, rip him up a little bit. The first year when him and Sirianni were head coach and quarterback together, when he had that almost MVP year, Sirianni and Hertz mentioned it too, that, yeah, he was yelling at me like my dad did and yeah, it triggered something that yep. made him play better. So like, I don't, they didn't do any of that this year. Cause I feel like maybe the enemy was a little bit, or, uh, Johnson. Brian yeah. Johnson was babying a little bit, and I think that that's the case. So it's a big year for the offense as a whole. Yeah. It should be very – ooh. It should be very – damn, you got that Guinness fizz. Ooh-ah. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. Um, I guess we'll see who they end up looking at for offense coordinator. Kingsbury's the only interview I've seen, but my phone's been busted all day, and they had this press conference – I doubt that they interviewed anyone else after the pre- after the press conference, but have you all seen them show interest in any other offensive guys? Uh, I definitely heard um, um, what was it, Gerard Johnson's name being thrown around? The quarterback I don't know coach if they're for the definitely, Texans. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they're definitely bringing him in for an interview or not. Or if that'd they, be interesting. I would not yeah. want that. I think that <laughs> he's part of the uh, the Shanahan tree. Shanahan Apparently. tree. He had one oh. good year with uh, Stroud, which is cool. But like, give that man just based off of what we have just gone through. I don't know if going from one QB coach who had a great year, MVP caliber year with a with a quarterback, to a phenomenal rookie quarterback coach and QB duo to like give them the keys again. I I don't I don't like that. I don't know all. enough about him. I don't know if he's a bad. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I just don't like that model. Also, also, man. We probably have the we have the offensive personnel to run most schemes, so we can probably run the Shanahan scheme. But that's also it's going to end up being like the Fangio scheme, yeah, where right. teams figure out how to stop it, how to beat it. The reason why the Niners are good is because Shanahan's the one that created it, right? Right. He knows how to. It's I mean, like look at the Dolphins. Yeah. The, the Dolphins have two of the the best, a top three wide receiver duo. We have one T Higgins and Jamar Chase or another one, but the Dolphins yep. have a top three wide receiver duo. They have the best running back room in the league, arguably, between A-Chain, Mostert, Mostert and um, Jeff Wilson, right? Yeah. They were a first-round exit this year. Their offense just shit the bed, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'd be wary of just going with someone because he's a Shanahan guy. 
Yeah. And I'd want to see more. Also, yeah, I mean, to your point, the fact that he's only been a QB coach and not, um, you know, higher than that, it would be kind of uh, strange and off-putting if they say to Sirianni, okay, like the offensive coordinator we're bringing, we're going to let him run the offense and you're going to take a step back and then bring in a guy who's never been an OC before. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. would be like, if I were Nick, I, that would rub me the wrong way. You're doing the so same I think they got to bring in a guy who's a little more experienced. Also, that would be a detriment to C.J. Stroud's career. We're like, give the man one more year with the same guy yeah, in the right. same position. Like, I don't know why the NFL is so happy like to let guys go and interview. I get that. You know what I mean? But like, just hey, like, just ca- like, cash some checks, man. Get I, that bag. Dude. I understand, but just like players need like it's a business. I understand that getting the bag and all that shit, getting money and all that. But at the same time, the other goal of playing football and in the NFL is to win championships and to be you know getting the Hall of Fame and all that stuff. If you just want to make money, that's fine. But then don't get mad when your team doesn't win. If you get guys that are interchangeable yeah. every fucking year, where like you have a rookie head coach in Houston, a great rookie quarterback with promise, you know. Same with Detroit, uh, with a lot of rookies making big plays in the playoffs this year. I think that teams need to be able to figure out, like, okay, either A, have better conversations, make a little bit better offer for things like that with a promise of developmental growth for here and there for whatever. But, like, you know, it doesn't help out. C.J. Stroud could be a bum next year if that guy goes and you fill a seat with somebody else, give them the answer. Like, they're used to continuity and stability in teams and i feel like you're losing that nfl now in the coaching realms and it's showing in the nfl because this year was a fucking slop yeah fest it, it is showing the quality of play that's yeah. a very good point total slop fest there's no you know you, I, it would be boring i guess in a way to see that like you know bill parcells is with dallas for 30 years and all that or whatever the giants and all this shit but you know i think that i'm old school that way coaching wise for like yeah, you're, you're, not, wanna, you're not into this new uh, hookup culture that's permeating the, the NFL. We talk about apps with their coaching app now. Yeah, what team is yeah, hot? Probably, you know yeah, what I mean? Just, no. uh, can't, can't get into anything serious. Won't commit, you know? No. Let them drink beer at halftime. Let them get CT <laughs> like they used to. Call it a day. You know what I mean? I mean, LT was always saying, like, you know what? They, on the one interview for Lawrence Taylor, they're like, so, like, why'd you do so much crack all the time? He's like, well, I'll tell you what. Never really affected my play, so <laughs> like you know. Well, I'm the, not going back that far, but let let someone have a couple shots of henny and some skittles. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Like the early 2000s, you had Andy Reid was our coach for like 14 years. Mm-hmm. Belichick had been there for a while. Bill 24. Parcells, you yep. know what I'm saying. I, I was down with that from from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's what that's the main point yeah. is that like you need you know you're not going to be able to build a new championship caliber team with new coaches every other year. It just isn't going to happen. So you can either enjoy the ride while you have it, or then don't complain when coaches get swapped out every other year. Honestly, it's probably why Tom Brady ran the league for so long and why Pat Mahomes is set up to do it, because every other team just they're, they they're aren't consistent enough. There yeah. isn't a lo- uh, enough, what's the word I'm looking for, longevity with their coaching yep. staff and their players. So that's a good point. We'll see what we end up doing at OC, but hey. I will do my other shot now because you know what? Matt Patricia is not our DC anymore. <laughs> I think I'll do yeah. a second one with he you then for that He can kiss my one, ass yeah. in front of the crowd on Broad Street, dude. Get the hell out of here. See you later. What's your bitch-ass pencil? Yeah, it was funny how... Fuck Matt Patricia. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was funny because I think that they... 
his camp initially said because um, he was only under contract for the one year said they're like yeah i think he, he's going to explore other options as if they were ever going to keep him like yeah they were like he's a top defensive coordinator candidate uh, in the yeah, league for sure dude. it's like my ass dude yeah, yeah. i'm a top defensive coordinator in the league if he is the, the birds might have ended on a loss but that was a nice little win to just bury his career real quick yeah 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 yeah, I'm back on the Eagles He's now. He's about to be in the new, uh, what's it going to be called? The USF USFL? US, there's another one now? Well, they're merging the XFL and the oh USFL. Oh, my fucking God. Give it a break. So now what's it going to be called? The XUS? I think, it's, I think it's just like the USF or something. United States football. You, no one's going to. I'm not going to watch that. I mean, yeah, I don't think that. Anybody would. watch? That's why yeah, they... people are going to start betting on it, dude. Sportsbooks are going to have th- those games free. Oh, on. for sure. That's why I mean, you already can everything. You can bet on fucking Ukrainian ping pong hey. <laughs> if you want to. Oh, but... now you're on the Ukrainian <laughs> shit, huh? But, mm-hmm. but but you can't bet on the weather either. I Remember, I was saying this weather. last week. You should be able to bet on the yeah, weather. I don't know. They need to bring that back, man. That I, I'd be making paper that 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 arthritic toe be acting up. I'd be like, damn, mm-hmm. it's a storm in the forecast. Whether the weather people are calling it or not, I'd probably be right more often than not. Big time. That bunion would be howling, dude. I'd be like, damn, torrential downpour about to hit. That's information I would like to know the inside scoop on. I like the weather. Yeah. I like knowing what's about Rather to Rather watch down. the weather channel than XUS or what are they calling this? I, I don't know. I forget. Well, I'd rather watch but the weather channel. Emerging. Weather channel used to be banging with that smooth jazz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. It would be showing the Doppler radar the whole time. Like, yeah, I like this. Now, mm-hmm. I like the weather. Do you ever go on the weather.com, like the website? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just funny how they have kind of these random news stories on there. And they're always just the most weird, like, depressing shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Oh, mudslide kills like, 200 people. Yeah. yeah. You're like, sometimes what's the weather in my not, area, though? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's not even related to the weather. It's just weird oh. sort of tabloid i never seen that stuff. Before. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Damn, they're like, Celine Dion's you know, eight-year-old gotta, husband died. You're like, oh, That's what happens when you let the AI... You gotta pay the bill somehow, you know? That's what happens when you let the AI write your stories, dude. You're the weather channel. You're writing stories yeah. about Celine Dion's face tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't even... She probably doesn't have one. <laughs> nah, <laughs> that, she's yeah, too beautiful she and pure. Tattoo. She got a face tattoo. She just, <laughs> Celine Dion just has an, an eight ball on her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> This is Titanic. Like it's been a long, yeah, it's been a long time since the Titanic song. The Titanic on her cheek. There was some AI shit going around where people kept posting these AI videos of like the Eiffel Tower being on fire this week. What? Yeah, but it wasn't. But I people just generating this. these AI videos of it, and people were like, "Oh my god, what? When did this happen? Is this going on?" And it wasn't true. Did you see? Have you guys watched the new True Detective? At Hell, all? fucking oh, yeah! I have not yet. Not a single one. No, I'm. <sighs> I'm, I'm, so I'm, gonna, so, I'm gonna binge it this weekend. So this, this I was out of town two. last weekend. Yeah, there's only two episodes of Fire, but this isn't like a spoiler or anything. But in the last episode that came out Sunday, there was a uh, a scene where they're like talking to some guy in his bedroom, and he has these two like posters on his wall, <laughs> and it seemed pretty clear that they were AI generated posters because one of them looked like. It was supposed to be a Metallica poster. And it's funny that people started talking to us online because I kept looking at it and it was like, this looked off because I was like, it looks like the Metallica logo, but it doesn't really say Metallica. I like, posters, but I was curious like, oh, about see that. It looks now. like oh, yeah. it's a little bit like the lettering's off. Something's weird about this. And then someone pointed out that on the bottom it had like, like dates or whatever. And it said like November 1st or whatever. But then it also had like, instead of second, it had two ST. 
<laughs> so, Two Street? Like, no, I don't think it was that. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I'm kidding. But it was He's just, a mummer. He just, ended up being a mummer. <laughs> yeah. They, they were either, you know, a, it was either AI generated or it was just some very bizarre attempt to, to get around uh, copyright infringement oh, or something. Oh, man, I got to check but this it out was just, it was It's funny because I was watching it and it was definitely very distracting because I, I immediately noticed that like that poster looks short, weird. That was a short scene too. Damn. I know. <laughs> Damn, I gotta check this out. I will say, when you do watch it, though, put the subtitles on, because sometimes they be spitting in, like, the little Inuit kind of shit, and... Uh, I always watch things with subtitles. I don't, because I hate it, but I had... Well, we, 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 we watched it, I had to, because I was like, mm, they'll probably say something here, and I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. Yeah, sort of like TV shows and even like movies now. It's everyone is just mumbling stuff. Yeah. Or it's I too loud. Like, I can't get the TV volume yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's You're right. sort of done... In the service of being more realistic, because it's like this is actually how people talk. But it, there is something to the idea of you know you watch like a movie from the fifties and they're all talking like this, and blah, blah, blah. Dude, and like, but <laughs> yeah. they're very clear and you can understand yeah. what the fuck everyone's when saying. When you have to be following subtitles and whatnot, sometimes that's distracting. You miss yeah. the I thing. Know, I, I, it doesn't bother me. But n- no, my point is, is like when people projected, you didn't really have to worry about that. You could hear very mm-hmm. clearly what they're saying, right? But now, like, now they can have the mics like hidden underneath their hair. Yeah, and you and can't then, really yeah, hear them, and, and then it's, it's just like, damn! Let me go back and play that scene. Yeah. Let me have the subtitles on the screen. Then I might miss something visually, right? Yeah, or yeah. sometimes just like I'm too damn tired, or, or I'm drinking, or I'm a little high, and it's like those subtitles be moving too fast. Sometimes, yeah, I can't right? read that fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or like just speaking honestly, the problem too with it also sometimes is that like when it's the volume control, where like either. A scene happens where, like, someone's whispering, but they're, like, at a club, right? They're at an outside event, so, like, the music is loud or, like, it's just a loud room. So, like, I can't hear what they're saying. And no matter how much you turn it up, you can't hear what they're saying. But then you turn it back down when it gets quiet. Uh, Do you know what the other other annoying thing is with subtitles? I was having – I was running into this problem when I was watching this show, uh, Snowfall. I don't know if you guys have watched that at all. No, John was watching that when I lived A lot of it is – there's a lot of of characters in it that speak Spanish, so – but the problem is, so the actual show, just without the titles, would have subtitles, like English subtitles for when people are speaking Spanish. But then if I have subtitles turned on, the like layered subtitles oh, on top of that will no. just say like nope. speaking mm-hmm. Spanish. And oh. so and then I can't see. So I have to like turn it off for that. And then no. it's so nope. annoying. Yeah, we're not team subtitles, man. No. Yeah. We're team bring back projection in your film. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just have like really bad like dubs and yeah, just... That's the other thing too. You lose it in translation. Where like sometimes the subtitles, you're like, "What the fuck right. did they just say?" But yeah. it's not really. Well, sometimes like what they're they just mean. not direct translations for right. certain things, and which that's is just what part of you know watching foreign films. And now I have to learn a whole other language. Chinese. I'm like, God damn it! No, I'm kidding. But like, you know what I mean? Damn. No, yeah. Now, what about when you're when you're watching Chinese porn? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oops, oops, never mind. <laughs> Moving on. He said, "Yeah." <laughs> So right. you get the back, you get, you get a backup. Make sure you get the whole story. He said that's when he's playing with his it's Japanese like, yeah, friends. Yeah. Is, uh... Hey, I said J- Chinese, not Japanese. Hey, yeah. hey, you watch that, I... man. So yeah, I miss some. I miss some important dialogue here between this woman and the pizza man. Yeah, I couldn't quite get over the whole. Like what? What's wrong with those pipes? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh my god. <laughs> well, I guess let's let's move on, yo. Um, Damn. Do so we want to talk about the Flyers or the Sixers? Do we want to talk about Reese Hoskins? 
Uh, right. I feel like we kind of already talked about Reese. I mean, we kind of Good saw this him. coming a while ago. So, I mean, yeah. We he figured he was gone. Dude. We were sad about it. Good for him for getting a two-year deal. You would have thought he would have just had to do like a one-year prove-it deal somewhere. You My know, understanding but... is an opt-out. It is an opt-out the second year. Oh, okay. So, so if, okay. He just, if he does a really good year, then you can... It's after the second year? I thought it was after the first. Or after the first year, I meant. So, yeah. like, yeah, he plays one year. I could see him coming back next year. Yeah, I mean, he was ready to come back in the World Series if we would have made it. Yeah, I think he comes back to us next season. Like, not next season, but, like, oh, after, you think like, he comes back to, to Philly. I don't, I don't think, think he's so. gone, gone. I don't know where he plays. Yeah, I don't think he's gone, gone. I think that, uh, I just hear me out. I can see him I coming think, back years from now as just, like, no, a bench bat or something. I think he comes back after Ooh. next season. I will say. We'll see, All man. Right. But good for him. He got that paper. Two year, 40 some mil? 34. 34. Yeah. There's a four in there. Yeah, so good for him. Um, they signed this dude, Colby Allard. He's ass, dude. I didn't even see this. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. I saw it on Twitter a couple of days ago. He was actually the 14th pick of the Braves and I want to say, the 2018 draft. <laughs> but. His career stats, this is what I have written down. I can't look him up because my phone's dead. But uh, 9 and 24 with a 610 ERA. Dick, what? Dude, a what? A 9? A 610 ERA. Fuck that. How old is he? He's draft. I don't know. I don't have 2018. Yeah, but that's baseball. He could be he's like. He's probably like mid 20s if I had to okay, guess. Okay, so he's so young. Because they can unlock something in him, yeah. but I think it's just a depth signing. But hey, pitchers and catchers. <laughs> pitchers and catchers in three weeks, we yeah. might get to see what this guy can do. Yeah, I we mean, that. Yeah, that's fine. We'll see what he can do. I mean, that's fine. Reese Hoskins, I wish him the best of luck. I think he'll probably hit. I hope he hits like Milwaukee twenty five, thirty dingers. That'd be nice to see. He'll be a good fit in Milwaukee. They their Big offense time. was butt last year, dude. Yeah. He'll just be crushing fucking Miller lights up there. Wisconsin's at, meh. No, they were they were good been. for a minute last no, year. No, Milwaukee, the team, they yeah. were good. Wisconsin, the state, mm. he would fit in just fine up there, though. We should. What's your means? He means he let. We already talked about our best Reese Hoskins moment too. When yeah, we happened. talked yeah, about we, that. See, already. we already yeah. knew he was going to be out of here. Yeah, we kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just, can, it's just official now. He, he can enjoy some cheese curds and some cheap beer. That's about all Wisconsin has, man. Yeah, cheese curds do be live though. Yeah, then you imagine we play them in the. It could yeah, happen. Play them in the it playoffs. Be, the one time I was in, one time I was us. in Chicago for a couple of days. We kept hanging out at this Packers bar. Hell <laughs> so yeah. we were just eating uh, cheese curds and shit. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. Yeah, I've hung out in Wisconsin. The cheese curds from from the source are good. Other than that, Wisconsin's pretty booty. Dude. There's I, nothing out there. I went to a mall in Wisconsin. It, it was sadder than the the fashion district. <laughs> Damn, there the ain't nothing out there. Maybe, maybe they should put an arena there instead. They probably should. <laughs> But uh, Cleveland is better than Wisconsin. Yo, shout out that guy on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Do we know that guy? No, hell no, we don't. I, I don't know yeah. him. But hey, respect Cleveland. He, I wonder what his opinions are on Wisconsin. You got to post this video so he can comment <laughs> yeah, and tell yeah. us what his opinions are. That but, shit was uh, hysterical. Yeah, that he was said, funny. But you can't bring the house back. I said, "What?" <laughs> I don't know what that meant. I, was, I kept reading. I was like, "I, I, don't I was know. like, we didn't talk shit on the home, so I don't know what he meant." The Clevelands are. Maybe he's saying you can't bring the house back to Cleveland, so you'd have to stay there. Oh, yeah, I think that's it's weird. not like yeah. a trailer to... park or a mobile home where you yeah. can just put that on a truck and bring it back. True, it's too big. He's a Philly guy, man. I respect that. What was his name? What was his name? I don't remember. Jake. It was something with a J. Well, hey, man, he's a Philly guy. I respect that. But uh, but uh, series talk about the 
Let's do the Flyers. I, I, yeah. I don't want to end on a, a low note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice, nice, so nice. The Flyers nice. have been not too good lately. <laughs> Some things have they, happened. They've been getting smoked. Well, though, hold too. up. We can get to the things that have happened, but what I will say, man, is about these last three games is they played the Avalanche and they played the Lightning. What the hell did we expect? Yeah. Yeah. And they came against the Avs. I don't think they played particularly poorly. Even the Lightning um, game was close to the very end. Yeah, yeah. They came back a little bit. They were tough games. I mean, you know, they had just beaten the Stars. They'd beaten a lot of good teams. You're not going to beat those teams all we the time. We beat the Avs in Colorado. We yeah, already yeah. beat them once. Yeah, so, I mean, they, uh, you know, that game, the Avs were really just capitalizing on the chances that they had. It was just, I don't know, bounces didn't go our way is what it is. Yeah, I don't I, think it's like, I don't think, like, the team is, like, falling apart or anything. The, the Owen Tippett injury is a, a pretty big blow. He was having, he was having a good He was doing really well. That shot against yeah. Dallas. Oh, my God, yeah. I didn't get to see a live, that but I saw the uh, oh mad highlights of it. Oh, yeah. It was a goal of the year. Yeah. It was like a hockey Euro step right there. That shit was nuts. He yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, that was bonkers, yo. No sense. But he yeah. Said, yeah, I saw it. I just went for it. And it worked out. I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, I mean, as far as the Flyers are concerned, like, if anything, these games, they've faced, in the last four games, they've faced three cup contenders in Dallas, Colorado, and Tampa. Put it one and three. And yeah, they went one and three. The, one of the games that they won was against Dallas. And I will say, One though, of the games that they lost was the un- unacceptable loss to yeah. the Senators, yeah. one of the worst teams yeah. in hockey, which you can't that was the, That right. was the one game where they legit were just playing poorly. It's the second half of back-to-back, I get it. Yeah. But this team sucks ass, dude. They're really bad on the road. Of course, Drew scored a goal. Hey, man, we won that trade, though. Even oh, though yeah. I would love to have yeah. Drew back, Tippett's been pucking, and Tippett's going to be pucking for a while. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't read too much into those losses because... You know what I'm saying? Yes, you did lose a bad game to the Senators, but you also played pretty tough against the Avalanche and the Lightning. You yeah, I, mean? I just, if, when they lose, I would rather them, I know they're playing like really good teams, but I would rather them see them lose respectively. I know they came back, you know, the one game against Tampa Bay, which was pretty good. They almost came back, then they kind of got beat again, but like six goals a game, and two of those yeah. losses, it's not like... I mean, Tampa, in the Tampa game, two of those were empty netters. Yeah, that's what I'm well, saying. That game was one, close until was, like the last it couple was like minutes. A, it was, they was pretty much lost by one It goal. wasn't cl- – it was – they they came back for sure, but like to go down, what, 5-2 at one point? Like that's yeah. – either I mean, way. It was 3 Yeah, they were down 3 nothing. I'm just saying like the shit ain't great. But And then 6 again, I'm just saying like you want to keep it a little bit close if they're going to be at least making a little bit of run or do whatever, be decent. But I get it. They're, they got a little tired or whatever it is. They got a little sore. I'm not – I'm not – Spiraling out of control yet, dude. I think but the thing is, they look, don't have look this. Look who was in net though, too. Yeah, for the, the <laughs> Colorado game. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to your boy. But um, my thing is, man, is we know we have known for some time, yo, that the Flyers have been playing over their head. Oh, big time. They're playing playing well above expectations. Even in those games, they were out shooting Colorado. They were out shooting Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, but. The thing that those teams have is we're talking Colorado. They got McKinnon, right? They got Rantanen. They got McCarr. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tampa Bay has even more star power. They got Braden Point. Mm-hmm. They Kucherov. got Stamkos. They got Kucherov, Vasilevsky, Hedman, that big bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Flyers, we're rolling in there with Sean Couturier and Travis Konechny, <laughs> which very good hockey players, right? Yeah, but, but like not – 
Nothing I mean, that's not make your head future turn. Hall of Famers like yeah. Colorado and Tampa Bay have. Yeah, right. So the Flyers are already going to draw, always going to draw short in those matchups. It was just, can home ice, can your goalie stay on in your head? Can things like that happen that they will you to a win? Yep. First Colorado game, when we played them in Colorado, we got lucky and that happened. But more often than not, talent that's that superior is going to yeah. win. The Flyers do play Detroit, who's also playing pretty well. Like, doesn't get easier, but Detroit doesn't have this level of talent. They have, yeah. who, oh, they have, what do you call it? Yeah, Kane. Shane Gossespear. Yeah. They have Kane yet? Yeah, yeah, they do have Patrick Kane. But yeah, like, they don't have four. Speaking of sex pests. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to get into that? Yeah, I guess I mean, we can. I mean, there's not, I mean, I don't know. It seems like. Carter Hart may have played his last game as a flyer. Maybe his last game ever. <laughs> I don't know. How's that make you feel? Feel fucking great. Maybe <laughs> call this shit. Hey, I will say, I am the You're least, just, yeah. I'm the least knowledgeable is, flyer. You've been fan. waiting for this yeah. since yeah. the summer, dog. I called this shit yeah. out from the very jump. Well, that, now, like, Pat's just using this this news to launder <laughs> his bad hockey takes. I'll that take he's it. He's like not a good goalie, which like he's clearly a pretty good goalie, but maybe not. He's ninety six and ninety three in his being. career as a flyer. He ain't that. A great. lot of that's behind our. Like, man, I ain't hearing none of this shit. Bald ass defense last Doesn't year. Doesn't matter though. now. Doesn't matter to me, my man. Creepy ass motherfucker. I I fucking could sense it on this man. That's why in the beginning I was like, we should trade him now while his capital's hot. You guys were like, yeah. why? I was well, like, there's, there's a, re- a there's a reason why. I couldn't say why, but now I know why it is. Hey. Dude's a creepy ass motherfucker. Called that shit. I in mean, my head. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not here to make light of what he did because that's awful. I'm not laughing that, at what he did. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, that poor woman. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. But poof, Carter Hart, creep. I knew yeah. it. Played like a bitch. Out of here. Is a bitch. Anything like that, fucking to the gulag. Get him out of here. Fuck yeah, that shit. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to miss him super much when Arison plays, right? Because... But who's the who's the who, yeah, well, the problem, the, I mean the, that's pro- the problem that's <laughs> the problem yeah the drop off between Hart and uh, Cal Peterson yeah or the or drop Felix off Sandstrom yeah the drop off from uh, Hart to um, uh, Urson is not really the problem the problem is a drop off between Urson and Cal Peterson or whoever the hell else yeah. so to me this I think it really puts their uh, their playoff chances in jeopardy yeah I think I mean, that is going to hurt I don't know if they really want to ride Sam Urson playing like. 80% of the games or anything like that. No, it, it wouldn't make sense and to it's, do that. And it's not worth it then to do that, you know. So, the, uh, you know, the dream of like a, you know, a run kind of like the Canadians had a few years ago, that that sort of thing, that might be over. So, I might not have to do six shots in 99 bananas? Maybe not, yeah. It might, might have been bailed out by... Not didn't you say if they made the playoffs? Yeah, if but if the they playoffs. miss, if they I'm saying, they yeah, miss, they're miss the playoffs, it'll be all right. Hear me out now. You th- I mean, I I was saying before all this happened that it was probably going to be like a coin flip if they made it or not. Now I'm thinking it's a, you know, quarter flip. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> you know. if they make it, I don't you know, I do shit. kind of feel like this could be the start of a long losing streak. I hope I'm wrong because I don't want to watch a team lose 10 games in a row. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll Owen Tippett, who had been one of your best goal producers, mm. is on IR with an ankle injury till after the All-Star – or till after the bye week. Yeah. Which I think the All-Star breaks right after, so they'll probably just let him sit the whole time. Carter Hart pushing aside what he did or what he was allegedly did. Had been a like a top 15 goalie in the league, you know what I'm saying? He was splitting time with Erson. So between the two of them, you had pretty solid goalie play. 
Cal Peterson sucks, dude. Felix Sandstrom, he's been okay in relief, but I don't think he's an NHL goalie. Things could go things could go haywire here pretty quick. Uh, we sent, what do you call it, Bobby Brink down. He was struggling. Tyson Forster hasn't had a goal in like 20 games, you know what I'm saying? I think he had, I think he had one kind of recently, but maybe it's twenty days. I forget. <laughs> yeah, well, twenty days and twenty games is a really big it's, difference. It's, it's close, but Cam Atkinson has he's woken up. He's been playing better. Yeah, but Sean Walker's probably getting traded. You know, what I mean, someone else might get traded. Yeah, the chemistry the, might the chemistry might fall apart. One here. of the defensemen def, definitely has to go soon because they've been playing eleven. And yeah, no, seven Sean Walker. For, I think Sean Walker's gone. Yeah, he, he should be. They should definitely get something for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is the beginning of them not making the playoffs. I would still want them to yeah. make the playoffs, even if I have to do a lot of shots. But yeah, definitely. You know, because it's it's funny. We were we were earlier like in the year, or we had kind of made a point of like, why are they drafting all these goalies? And, Mm-hmm. They just it's like they knew it. all it's along. Like they, I think they kind of maybe yeah. had an idea that this was coming. No one just springs up a sexual assault allegation out of nowhere. Like, you know some shit's Yeah, I mean, this happened off. in 2018. But so, still, yeah, though, they had they're... to know, like, yeah, this could yeah, come back and was... bite us. Hello? Yeah. And I guess it was like... I'm going to go on leave real quick. Uncontested. Yeah. And then from his, the... his other boys yeah, go on leave. Come on, now. Yesterday and today. Yeah. Yeah, they're all f- five. And, and they're all it's... saying, like, well, I'm complying with the fucking government and this and that. Like, okay, but doesn't mean you're... Scott Free, like you're just saying what you have yeah, to say when you're in trouble for some shit, man. You're def- a creepy ass motherfucker, man. I knew that yeah. shit. I mean, it's funny because a lot, even today, some people were like, "Well, you know, it's not fair to speculate on exactly what to leave." It's I like, thought that last night at first, but then like, I started reading into it. I was like, nah. yeah. "Yeah, I mean, it's, speculating is one thing, but at this point, it's like this is just putting two and two together and drawing a very obvious conclusion." Like, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, if it if we turn out to be wrong, then like. I'll eat. I'll uh, deal with the egg on my face, but like, I mean, come on. Well, what else? Especially because the Canadian government also paid an out of court. Uh, they already paid everybody, or whatever the alleg- whoever brought the allegation was already paid for. Then out of court to keep it hush hush when that shit first hit the fan. Yeah, there was and like now a lot. It's the UK that is now. She's doing the court oh, in the UK. because, yeah, the one guy was in the UK, yeah. Yeah, so now that's what brought it up. Oh, is that what it is? I yes, didn't realize. Or maybe not up. the UK. He was in Europe. No, I don't know talking, if it was the are UK. We, are you, no, one England. player was in in, in no, England. No, one, one of the players here. But are you, are you thinking it's the UK because it happened in London, Ontario? Uh, huh? Oh, it's in London, Yeah, one Ontario? of the players no. was over in Europe. No, one of the players Yeah, one of the players is over in Europe. That may have been that what you're thinking of? I don't know what I'm thinking of. Because it happened in London, Ontario, but one of the guys went and played hockey you, in like Europe somewhere. Again, every you time, man, I'm too saw that they, You saw that they were being recalled London, by I the said, London police. And were like, oh, they, yeah, I said, they had to go oh. I said, hold so up now. So you were thinking Scotland London Yard. in the UK. I said, hold I'm up now. the guy that was over in Europe that, there was, they, yeah, one of the guys. that got extradited. Cause I was yeah, cause I was confused because it was like four NHL players and and but I was like, wasn't there another guy? And then it was like, oh yeah, it's this other guy who's playing over in Europe. But um, damn, knock them all up, dog. Fuck this shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like we're talking yeah. semantics here. They all did something that is fucked up. That poor woman. Yeah, I mean it was interesting. I mean it's it's also kind of. Did you see how today the uh, the NHL were promoting this thing where like the Utah Jazz owners want an expansion team? Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. And it's like 
So it's interesting timing that they would put this story out, right, as all this is happening. And it's just like, man, like, the NHL is just bad with this stuff, dude. They've always like, that, they always like, have been. They always the, will be. I mean, the whole thing it's with It's a bunch the, of awkward Canadians, dude. What do you expect? Yeah, and I mean, the whole thing with the, the Blackhawks scandal, how nothing happened to any of those fucking guys. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the NHL is just bad with press, dude. Yeah, they just uh, yeah, they're just not good at handling this kind of stuff. And hopefully, this time will be different. We'll see. But yeah, how long Gary Bettman's been commissioner for? I would look long. it up, but my phone's acting up. Too long. Yeah, I don't know. A bit long time, but he's got to go, dude. They need to bring in uh, what do you call it? The the Adam Silver of the. It's like he ain't much better. None of the, none yeah. of these co- sports commissioners are any good, dude. Adam Silver probably one of the better us. ones of the other ones. They should elect yeah. us. Trevor can do the NHL. You can do the NFL. I'll do the NBA. We'll get uh, Dean to do MLB. Hell yeah. All right. Say no more. There we go, dude. Yeah. I'd be a great we commissioner. Hell, I think it would be a really good commissioner Dude, we'd be letting right like people get drunk and high before the games, after the games, during the games. We'd be letting people... You know what I'm saying? Never, never have to talk to the media. Nope. Never have to. I think to. that shit's so stupid. Dude, some players, they hate talking to the media. I think it's a point. You get them after a 60-minute whatever, they're playing their, for their job, right? And then you want to grill them for another 30 minutes after that shit? Yeah, it does, all, it does result in some pretty funny moments sometimes. It does, though, so but then also that, like but... has to be annoying as fuck. Like, we enjoy it because we could just watch that. But, like, that can't be fucking fun. Yeah, I would hate it. Like any the, the the closest comparison I have is any time I ever played a big show, and someone would come up to me right after that and be like, "Yeah, so what was that like? How'd you feel?" It's like, well, "What do you mean what that what that was like? It <laughs> right. was fun. I had a good time. How'd it feel? It felt great. I'm exhausted. I'm sweaty. I need a shower and a beer. What do you want me to say? Every other day. Yeah, and every, like I had to deal day. with that once every five six months. Right. Mm-mm. I don't even want to cook dinner sometimes at the work, let alone talk to somebody yeah. every day. Mm-mm. Yeah. But hopefully they get all their creepy asses. Fuck that shit. London, yeah. shout out, say, my bad. I fucked up. As far but, as, uh, in terms of the broader Flyers goalie situation, I am pretty excited about uh, Alexei Kolosov. He's uh, their guy. Um, he's in the KHL. He's playing for uh, Dynamo Minsk. And they're like a really bad team, and um, but he's been really good. I was watching like some of his uh, highlight reels today. Super like athletic guy makes these like, you know, sort of kind of like highlight reel like that uh, you know acrobatic type of saves. I think if he came over, I think I think he'd, like he'd become a real like fan favorite. He seems like that type of dude, and. He's not under like one of these. It's not like Mishkov where he's like under contract there for a while. Like he's belong. He, like he has an entry level contract with the Flyers right now. They just loaned him back out there for this year so he could get consistent playing time. But conceivably, I think their season ends like early March, and the team he's on is not going to make the playoffs. So like he could potentially come over here and play towards the end of the season if they felt like it. I guess it depends on if they're in a play or the Flyers are still in the playoff race or not. If not, if yeah. they are, I don't think it happens. Yeah, if it's like kind of they're sort of dropping out of it. But yeah, I would really like to see him. We'll see. 
don't think I have anything else on the fly. Yeah, I think that just about does it. So, yeah, I guess we can move on to the Sixers. We can end on a, on a, a high note. Yeah. So a 70 uh, point note, a career high note. Yeah, 70 points in 36 minutes, 37 minutes. Bonkers, dude. That's almost Nuts. unreal. 2 points a minute. Unreal. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Dude, I'm so pissed cuz I was Yeah, we almost you were saying buying game. tickets. It was, I, I had just gotten back from MacFest. I was like I'm way too yeah, tired to go to a Sixers game. Yeah, cuz I I was thinking, you know, Oh, it's the Spurs. I could maybe go see Wembenyama. Let me see what these tickets cost. And on some of them, there some of them were like nineteen bucks. I was like, Shit, I had maybe looked I it up go. like a few days prior, and, and then I, but then I kind of held off on it. And I checked later, and they're up to like thirty. I was like, yeah, <laughs> Ugh, nah, God I can't damn. do it today. Yeah, in hindsight, I regret not going to that game, even if I was dead tired. You can't predict that but, shit, yeah, but hey, man, hey, what a performance by Embiid! Wow, unreal. Yeah, it's wild. Unreal. I mean, like saying like saying that uh, watching him beat his appointment viewing is kind of an understatement at this point. Oh. I mean, I'm just like, yeah. I need to watch this. Like, if the Sixers are on, I need to watch this game. Yeah. Like, I need to take every opportunity I can to watch this guy while I can. Yeah, so his game against Utah last year where he put up like 59, 15, 8 assists and 7 blocks, I'm thinking, yeah, I will never see a performance like this again. I mean, that game against Utah was fantastic. In some ways, it was probably better than this game, at least defensively, as far as all-around game goes. But this game, man, it was just ridiculous. Just watching. He should have had, like, eight or nine assists, right? Like, he was making really crisp passes, yeah. really nice passes. Yeah, were just he had some missing really good feeds in this game. Layups, jumpers. But, yeah, he almost had a 70-20 game. Dude had 70 points. 18 rebounds yeah. and five assists in 36 minutes. And real, realistically, they probably would have won that game if they didn't bring him back. Right? Like, they brought him back with 638 yeah. left. Yeah, they were up double close. digits. It was, like, close enough. It though. got close because yeah. once they started – once he was, like, close to, like, breaking Wilt's record, they started feeding him a little too much. Yeah. And then they, it wasn't like when they were trying to keep that 30 and that, 10 Well, that was, that's yeah. the point I was going to yeah. make, right? It wasn't like that. That's it was, the point like, I was re- going to make. It was reasonable to bring him back in because it was within, like, 12 points or something. They got the, that to, like, 8 at one point. It was, like, pretty close for a minute, to be honest with you. I was like, who? They might fucking, yeah, like, there's this a, is there's a little – Yeah, there's a moment there where – you were kind of distracted by the fact that he's going for all these points, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Holy shit! Wait, what's the score right now?" Like, unlike the fucking did, Timberwolves, we yeah. actually oh, God, reeled back yeah. in and like did that shit. Yeah, so I'll get to the Timberwolves, right? But the thirty ten streak, I mean to bring him in to extend that when you're down twenty some points, dishonorable. I think we got what we deserved in the sense that, excuse me, he was injured for the next week after that. Yeah, next seven or eight games he missed after that, but in this game. I think it was completely justifiable, one, because it was still a close game, right? Like, I remember watching that game at the end of the third quarter. We were up, like, 14. He had 59 points, and I'm thinking, they may not bring him back, right? Yeah. They may just call it a game. But then once um, – also, I'm thinking, I kind of hope San Antonio keeps it close so that that way he can come back and he has a chance to score whatever. I didn't know he was going to score 70. I said 70 was in play. But uh, when they bring him back in, I did think it was funny that they just kept feeding him the ball. And it got kind of obvious in San Antonio that that's what they were doing. Oh, yeah. they forced a couple of missed shots and a couple of turnovers. But ultimately, just his talent went out in the oh. end, man. I love when people were booing Daniel House. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. When Daniel House took the open corner three. Yeah. 
That was Boom. hilarious, dude. <laughs> but I also loved how as soon as you heard that Embiid got off the bench, the camera wasn't even on him. You could hear the crowd screaming. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're like, yeah, the crowd knows what's up, man. See, that's our crowd, man. That's Philly. We know what's up. We know when someone's on the on the verge of setting, like, some historic shit. Whenever you – and that's the thing, like, after the game, too, he was like, wait, Wilt never did that? And it was like, yeah, he might have broke the record, but he was like, it, he never hit a 70-15-5 game. Like, that was – and we talk about, like, oh, he's missed games here and there, like, won't be the MVP, this and that. But, like, my man is – Doing he might shit. still be though. Honestly, if he keeps playing like this, even if he yeah. misses two or three more games down the stretch or five, whatever it is, he's playing out of his fucking mind. I was you think- can't miss it's can't miss basketball. Yeah. It's unreal. I was thinking about how I don't I hope this hasn't happened, but it would be extremely funny if Embiid has this just all time historic season putting up the most efficient scoring numbers of all time is doing all this insane shit. One of the best uh, seasons for a center ever, and he doesn't get the MVP because of this, this stupid rule that right. they just implemented this year. Dude, right? How Tyree, how embarrassing that right. would be for the NBA, dude. Tyrese Halliburton's probably going to miss out on first team All NBA, which is going to cost him a, ch- a pretty chunk of change. That's because he's not going to play enough games. It's asinine, and dude. that's because of the shit though that like Kawhi and like. From healthy players not playing, it's like he, Embiid has been hurt here and there. But like when he does play, he's been yeah, playing he fucking plays ridiculous. When he's healthy, right. But he plays ridiculous yeah. basketball. He's been doing it. Cr- it's unreal as yeah, that, a center to put up seventy fucking points in this day and age in the NBA. Dude, he put up seventy points on twenty four of forty one shooting from the field, and like twenty one of twenty three from the line. I also thought it was just amazing to watch him like just shut the like. Wembenyama for sure is a freaking nature. Wemby put up 33. Yeah, like, he did. But like, yeah, you know, when he had that Inspector Gadget ass layup where he and Pete was on and he just unrolls his long hand and yeah. just finger rolls said, it in. Dude. That was bonkers, dude. That made no sense. He's wild, dude. But that Wemby's fucking, a baller, dude. Yeah, but that pass though too that Embiid had too, where he said behind, oh, behind the, the back. Come on, that now, shit was like, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Embiid, his passing was on point. And there were times in that game where he could have just been like, all right, I'm close to 70, I'm just gunning. But he was passing, yeah. being a good teammate. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that was that was amazing. And beat is you a know, freak of nature. Towards the end of that game, man, I was torn between crying and laughing, <laughs> dude. Like every bucket, I was like, damn, I don't know if I should cry or I don't know if I should laugh. And then at the end of the game, when the game was over, when they showed Embiid, Brett Brown, Yep. Burke, yep, and Rocco. Yeah, yeah. I started crying. Yeah, dude. that shit was cute. I was so emotional. I was like high key emotional for like a half hour after that game. Yeah, man. when you were saying, yeah, you were like, damn, I teared up a little bit. I said, I mean, yeah, it makes I sense. Like, watch cried. Because here's the thing, right? Trevor and I were there for his first game. Yeah, ever. Yeah, ever. We were there when he won the MVP. I never would have thought I would see this shit where yeah. he's putting up 70, 18, and 5. And then he's just talking with a Brett Brown, the guy that brought him into the league. Yep. Man, I, I got so emotional, man. I don't I don't remember the last regular season, like, Philadelphia team game I cried. I do. It was when the Phillies. <laughs> no, I do now that I'm at, I don't I remember talking. that shit. No, I do. I do. I do. It was when the Phillies clinched the NL East in 2007. Uh, okay, yeah. That's the That's last time I cried yeah. over a regular season Philly sports team game. I cried, dude. I was balling. 
I was just like crawled up on my couch holding the pillow. Just tears coming down my eyes for like yeah. three minutes, dude. I was so goddamn emotional. It was a happy day. It was just nuts watching him like just go up. They had like, because we had, when he had like 60 points, it was like, damn, he's so close to like tying AI's record. Then he got to 63, then 65. And they just kept going up and up and up. You're like, there's still like fucking 15, 20 minutes in this game. Like he, they don't bench him. He might do this shit. That was nuts. It was incredible to see. And he was hitting everything. Yeah. Passing it out, getting rebounds still, playing fine, looking effortless. Playing good D. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, Embiid is, and we, we talk about it every week where, like, you, it's can't miss basketball, but he's on another level that, I don't know. I mean, it's just, you can't put, no words can describe his level of play right now this year. Dude, he's one of four players in modern NBA history. This is within the last 40 years to average 36 plus points per game. The others are obviously MJ and Kobe, and then Harden had that one year where he averaged like 38. But Embiid has been the most efficient. Like, yeah. I don't, I can't look it up on my phone for the stats, but Embiid, his, his, um, his minutes per game are the lowest of any of those four. And like, if we want to get into the nerd stats, his true shooting percentage and effective field goal percentage are also the highest of any of those guys. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like, Dude, and he's, he's averaging, also, and he's also the team's best defender. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You can't say for all those guys, certainly. Yeah, he's averaging thirty-eight points in thirty-six minutes. He's averaging over a point per game, which no one's ever done that. Or Wilt did it, but Wilt was playing like forty-eight minutes per game. Right, and like the Wilt stats are a little inflated too, just because of the Wilt's era playing that he against played guys in. like us. Right, and like when, especially when he was a sixer too, like it's you know it is what it is, but. And B's just doing some shit, and he would have, the records he would have still broke, even if he didn't play the fourth quarter again, that last game, would have still He would have had 59 right, after three, which right. is bonkers. Even fucking, you see KD, he's like 70. Like, yeah, KD was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I Yo, mean, on the Kobe, on the day that Kobe put up 81. Which is awesome. Oh, man. On the day that Kobe put up 81, you got Embiid doing, you know, everybody else doing, you know, Cat doing 60 plus. Well, hold on. It. We got to talk about this Cat shit. Oh, man. I love it. Oh, it was so I funny. I love it. Oh, man. He was at 44 at halftime. He ended up with 62 in an L. Dude, did you hear about <laughs> His how- fourth quarter stats were ass. You yeah. saw that shit? He got benched. Yeah. Did you hear about apparently some of their players were on the bench asking, like, uh, while our game was going on, asking how where where Embiid was, and they were trying to, you know, yeah. match and surpass it or whatever. They were just at halftime. I think Embiid was at like absorbed with that. Embiid was almost at Embiid 50 was at thirty four. Thirty four. And yeah, and then at halftime they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna keep watching this game to like feed Cat," and then Cat just fucking shit to bed. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and man. they lost the game. They lost the game at home to the Hornets. <laughs> yeah, to the, like it's not like they lost to the Celtics. They lost right. to the Hornets. Oh, man. Yeah, the Hornets announcer when Cat made that one three, oh, yeah. he starts freaking no. out. <laughs> yeah, apparently the Hornets announcers are pretty. Oh late. yeah, I've never watched one of those games. Oh yeah, if you ever watch, if you ever see like some highlights from the Hornets game, that that guy, I don't know what his name is, but that guy's always like freaking. He's like really fun to listen to. Word. Damn. But yeah, that catch it was funny. Um, what was the other? Th- oh, I guess we can talk about other NBA news, right? Oh, uh, yes, the NBA news. Yeah. yeah. So, do we want to start with Scary Terry or Doc? Let's start with oh, Doc. I thought we were we talking about that. Yeah, Doc. I didn't even yeah, think about we Scary Terry. Talk yeah, Doc, we were, yeah, yeah. I'm a Scary Terry guy, but we got to talk about Doc, dude. Well, it makes us look... 
I mean, I love that for them. I love that it's a great move for Milwaukee. I think that uh, they have a very good chance of probably getting bounced out They're of the first round. Probably the best round. move they could have made. <laughs> yeah. This is, um, you know, that's a world class organization. Yeah, they've won championships. They have a two time MVP player. They obviously know what they're doing. I think that's a good so, just you know come on guys here we go I think that's a great on, great, great move I think uh, well it's funny that too that even like um, Shaq was like yeah I think that uh, Doc's been holding on to this one ring he won years ago I think it's a good chance for him to go win a second ring I'm like I I don't know I see this as like the downfall of the Bucks right here I don't I don't see how the guy that manipulated his way into the organization via. The yeah, play, he the, was the like fucking a secret tournament. advisor yeah, while he's yeah. working for ESPN. And that's when, like, like what the fuck? <laughs> the fact that this... It'd be like, it'd be like if uh, Skip Bayless was secretly calling the plays for the for Cowboys. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see Dan Quinn's out and, like, Skip Bayless up at the booth. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. During the midseason tournament With when... The head Skip Bayless was set on. It is fucking throwing his jersey in the trash can. You got Doc yeah. Rivers now feeding shit in the locker room during the midseason tournament when Giannis was like, yeah, the locker room just is kind of getting a little weird. I don't know if we trust the coach. He started calling out the head coach during that shit. And lo and behold, it's Doc Rivers just planting the seed of doing whatever he does, doing some weird, weird shit. And now the Bucks got Doc, which I don't. I, mean, I also I loved how the first outlet. I I don't know. Some people were saying maybe this was like fake, or, but or, but the that apparently the first outlet to announce that Doc had uh, signed a contract with the Bucks was CNN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, was, uh, was Lefko, wasn't it? Uh, he was like live on air. He was like CNN. Yeah, and they were like CNN. CNN. He was like, yeah, CNN Sports. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, like some. Yeah, it's funny. Like it almost seems like Doc must have a friend that works at CNN. It and made just no sense. Them Somebody was like, "Yeah, the New Hampshire primary disclosed." Just also, like Doc Rivers is the coach for the Bucks. I just, I just <laughs> thought like, um, no yeah, sense. I just like imagining like Woj and Shams just, you know, just in a fetal position, just crying because they got scooped by fucking CNN. <laughs> <laughs> on a big, just, on a big. I, just, I just imagine like Wolf Blitzer on the yeah. on the live being like, we have oh, Doc Rivers on we there have, right uh, now. Breaking news: The Doc Rivers. Uh, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know who he is. Doc Rivers is the new coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I think yeah. that uh, now back to the New Hampshire primary. <laughs> I I don't really understand it. I mean. It's, it's weird. Very funny. It's, it's weird. This I love it from a Sixers standpoint, but I think that it's weird. If I'm a Milwaukee fan, I don't know if I would understand this move. You know, you yeah. got a you're 30 and 13, whatever they were at the time. Great record for the first 40 some games of the season. You got number one three point percentage, number one points per game. I you know I don't. Well, you, make, you make a coach change like that. I think it's a little odd. I, I think mean, it's a little well, weird. From from the Sixers' perspective, what I'm thinking is this pretty much sets up a scenario where if we finally break through and get past the second round of the playoffs by beating Doc Rivers, oh it'll God. be like achieving Nirvana. I will. Oh, and, yeah. if, and if we get knocked out of the second round by Doc, Doc Rivers, I will commit seppuku in the Wells Fargo parking lot. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, if we can't imagine Doc, anything worse. If we beat Doc Rivers in the second round, I will go streaking up Brawl Street. 
Mark my words. <laughs> I think we're going to. Like to be quite honest with you, this 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 does two things for the Bucks as far as, far as this season goes. They'll probably hover around where they are during the regular season. Doc's a fairly decent regular season coach. Yeah, but, I can see them getting a little boost here and being falsely confident that this is going to work. But here's the deal, right? Any other time Doc's taken over, he's had training camp, preseason to implement his shit. Mm-hmm. He never had to do it in the middle of the season. Right? So that's going to be an issue for them. The other thing is they play the hardest schedule in the league for the rest of the year. So I could very easily see a scenario where they dropped a three or four, in which case we won't get to play them. Right. I would love to play them. And just given, here's the, my other point, is given Doc's shortcomings in the playoffs, I think they would be an easy second-round defeat. We know that Doc, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, he uh, he's a great regular season coach. His plan A usually works in the playoffs, but we saw it three years when he was here. His plan B always is ass. Never works. Whereas Nick Nurse, man, he's a tinkerer. He's going to come up with plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know what I'm saying? He'll go through the whole alphabet. So if we were to play them in the playoffs, I think that we would be at a clear advantage. I think I said this last week, Nick Nurse is the best coach in the Eastern Conference. I still stand by that. And Doc Rivers doesn't make that any harder of a decision (laughs) to stand by. You know what I'm saying? So I welcome it. I think it's going to be funny. I look forward to being able to watch an NBA game on ESPN and not having to hear, oh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, Giannis, yeah, Joel. I look forward to not hearing that. Hear, look, look forward to not having to hear that raspy ass voice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I don't think it raises the buck ceiling that much. Yeah, this is Doc Rivers. What we're gonna What we're gonna do is we're gonna start. <laughs> We're gonna start playing Robin Lopez forty minutes a game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a, a television show called The Simpsons, but uh, there's a character in that called Sideshow Bob, and he's my favorite character. He's very funny, and this guy looks a lot like him. And I want to have him out there. We're gonna run the offense through Robin Lopez. <laughs> yeah, I think Drew this- Drew Holiday. My problem with Drew is. Sometimes I think it's it's Drew with a D, but it's actually with a J, and it, <laughs> and it confuses me, and so I can't be calling his name. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I think this is a, a pretty... Oh, I think it sets us up well for the two seed. I mean, we've been yeah. playing great. They have the hardest schedule in the league. I think we've played a lot of our tough games already. We still have some tough games left yet, including the one on Saturday, but... Yeah, I think the Sixers are in a good position here. What I will say, though, is this shit with the Bucks kind of reminds me of the Eagles. Like, yeah, yeah, they're mid-season. very, very yeah. much like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Bucks <laughs> come in with what should be like an NBA conference like finals favorite. Yeah. They come in with a new acquisition, what's expected to be a highly vaunted offense. Offense is so-so. Defense, Defense is old is and ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? They fire their coach midseason, and they bring in some retread dumbass, dude. This is – I hope it ends like the Eagles season does for the Sixers' sake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it panning out in the way that they – in the Milwaukee uh, clubhouse thinks that it's going to pan out. I don't – I just don't – I don't see how it works out at all. 
Yeah, I don't know what the hell they were doing. I mean, their first mistake was hiring this guy, Adrian Griffin, to begin with. When you saw right away when the one the one assistant. Where did he come from? He was Nick Nurse's assistant in Toronto. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, he was Nick Nurse's assistant in Toronto. But Giannis was like, yeah, I don't want Nick Nurse. I want this guy. So this guy was handpicked by Giannis. Oh, wow. And then Terry Stotts, who was Dame Lillard's assistant. He was Dame's head coach in Portland, is on their staff. And right before the season starts, Terry Stotts is like, nah, man, I'm out. I ain't dealing with this. That should have been their first sign. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. And then you have Giannis game after game screaming about the defense and the coach. Then you have Doc undermining everything like he does like a snake. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee done fucked up, dude. Yeah, well, their Good defense about to get like you were saying before. Like, what's Doc gonna do to that defense? Nothing. You kidding me? Yeah, that, it's only gonna get worse. And their offense is gonna become boring and stagnant. Yep. We saw that. They'll run a lot more yeah. Damian Giannis pick and roll, but there won't be anything. They better else. hope they stay healthy. If they get one big injury to a key player, they're definitely. Oh, fucked. they're gonna be. They're ass, done. Dude. They're totally done. Mm-mm. So good move by then, though. Good for you, Doc. Appreciate that. Yeah, failing up. Yeah. <laughs> we got anything uh, we got else, anything yo? Else has, yeah, we're, we're. I mean, Sixers play the Nuggets on Saturday. Good, yeah. In nice the old, uh, what is it called? The uh, yeah, the what? ball arena. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. the last time the Sixers played the Nuggets on NFC champion or on NFL Championship weekend was when MB dropped forty-seven and eighteen on Jokic at home. Yeah. Now we're a little bit above sea level, though, here now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I think it, we're about to do it again, dude. We're In about Denver. to do it again. We'll see. That game, I did, like, nine shots. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I was just so excited. Every time, like, the Sixers did good, I was doing another shot. <laughs> I went to Buck City that night. But uh, anyway, yeah, that should be a fun game. Maybe we'll catch it on Saturday. What y'all do on Saturday? Nothing, nothing for the game. Yeah, I'll be home. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm down. Just throwing it out there. I'm down. Yeah, throwing it out there for the pod too. If y'all, if y'all are listening to this before Saturday and you want to hang out, hit your boys. Know where to find us. Well, that will just about do it for us here tonight, everybody. Uh, Please give us a five star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Follow on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See ya.